Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Balanced Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today's episode is very special in all of the ways and it's special because it was recorded live, very similar to our episode a couple of weeks ago with the amazing Shaman Durek, but this one wasn't completely an audience Q&A, but we did have a Q&A at the end. We recorded this at the beautiful Westfield Century City and I can honestly say that mall is the first time I've ever wanted to hang out at a mall in my whole entire life. I am not like many girls, and I don't want to generalize because I'm sure a lot of you are not like many girls either, but I have never been into shopping, never been that into clothes. I have my own personal style, and I prefer to shop online when I shop at all. And my mom, many of you may know, if you follow her on Instagram, Dirty Martinis and Skinny Jeans, or ever see her on my Instagram, since we are together all the time, and she's my best friend, she is a stylist, and her favorite pastime in the whole world is shopping and going to the mall. So when I was young, I always hated going to the mall, avoided it at all costs, begged my mom not to bring me with her. And now as a 27-year-old, I feel like I've finally found the mall that I want to hang out at. And Westfield is just beautiful. This is not sponsored, by the way, guys. It's just an absolutely gorgeous venue. And we were so lucky to be a part of their beauty and balance wellness series. And if you're ever in LA, I just highly recommend checking it out. They have an Amazon Prime bookstore. They have an Orange Theory Fitness, which you guys know I love. And I'm so proud of my Orange Theory family for opening that location. They have a Next Health, which is where I do cryotherapy, lots of food allergy testing, B12, biotin shots, all of that good stuff. They, of course, have lots of shops, lots of good restaurants. So I won't go on and on, but just to set the scene, that is where we recorded this episode. And my guests, or should I say co-hosts, because that's how it felt for this live episode, were the ladies of Almost 30, Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. These two ladies are so incredible, so inspiring, 
They have their own podcast, of course, the Almost 30 Podcast. We talk all about it in this episode. We talk about the fact that I was on their show back in the day, and it was one of the first podcasts that I was ever on, so I'm so grateful to them for having me as a guest and so happy to have them as a guest here. So we really just hit it off. We call ourselves the Blondourage as a joke because we're all bright blonde and just kind of vibing on the same wavelength. They are very high vibe and always support all the different little things that I'm doing. They've come to a lot of my events. I've come to a lot of theirs. And it's just so fun to have friends who are on the same kind of high vibe train. So you will fall in love with them if you haven't already because I know that a lot of you are familiar with them. We have a lot of listener crossover, which I love. And after this episode, I'm sure we'll have even more. So I hope you enjoy. We recorded the sponsorships for the episode together, which is really cool because I've never ever had co-hosts to record my sponsorships with. And the cool thing is our sponsors for this episode, Hum Nutrition and Thrive Market, are also sponsors for Krista and Lindsay's podcast. So They are huge fans of the brand. We can all speak from a really organic standpoint of using these brands all of the time. It's very clear that these ladies just launched into a description of everything that they truly love about each of these brands, which I can appreciate. So check out Krista and Lindsay's podcast, show them some love, and when this episode comes out... I will be frolicking around Bali. I'm traveling for a month by myself. So necessary for my soul, my spirit. I'm happy about it. So follow along on Instagram, The Balanced Blonde. And without further ado, we will dive into our first sponsor with Krista and Lindsay. Hum Nutrition is a brand that we definitely all love. The amazing line of supplements and beauty supplements and all that good stuff. So what are your favorite products, you guys, from Hum? Mm, I tell Lindsay all the time, my pantry is a rainbow because I have every single one of the Hum products in my pantry. Um, I've tried them all. I kind of cycled them in and out, but my go-to favorite is Skinny Bird. Um, It's not like a diet pill. It's all natural but it has chromium. So it just kind of takes the edge off and just helps you really go between meals without totally snacking. I'm a snacker. So I love that it just helps me have my square meals a day. Yeah. So Skinny Bird is definitely my hum favorite, but I love them all. And I am loving, I I also kind of rotate between a few, but I am loving uh, my Uber energy lately. Um, I've been teaching a few more classes on my soul cycle schedule, and this really supports consistent energy through, you know, I'm working my adrenals pretty hard. um, So this really helps to balance them. And it doesn't give me any sort of buzz or anything like that. It has the B5 and the B6. Um, It's high in adaptogens, which is great. It helps me adapt to stress. So I am loving the Uber energy. Nice. I feel like those are perfect for both of you. (laughs) Literally. Want to be skinny and working out all the time. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) I need to, I'm a snacker too. I need to get on the skinny bird for just not snacking as much between meals. 
I like the big chill. That's my current favorite. Helps me stay calm and focused and cope with the stress of daily life and even like really helps with insomnia, which is awesome because I definitely have issues with that. I had issues with that last night, but here we are. So I think the products are all amazing and I love that they support both of our podcasts and we are such huge, huge fans of Hum. So everybody listening can get 20% off of Hum with the code SOUL20, that's S-O-U-L-20. And you guys should definitely check it out, humnutrition.com. There's so many amazing things. All three of us love it. And we thank you well too. Thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you to Westfield for hosting us. This is so beautiful. I can't even believe that this is a mall. I mean, this is just like such a stunning environment, the perfect atmosphere to do a live podcast. So we are so honored that you all came out to hang out with us today and to listen to the second ever live podcast recording of Soul on Fire. So I'm very, very happy to be joined by these two ladies, Krista and Lindsay, the Almost 30 podcast, the first podcast that I was ever on as a guest, or one of the first. I remember that. Yeah, a year ago. Yes. Yes. I know, right? It was was a special, special day, special time. And we've been trying to connect to have them on for months and months. So here we are. We thought it would be perfect to do it with you guys. So I'm going to start by asking them some questions and then you guys can come up and ask all of us questions. How about that? Who has questions? Just because I'm curious to see how much time we should leave. You do. Okay, cool. So you can start and then <laughs> people. Brother back yeah, in. my yeah. brother probably has questions. So. Okay, perfect. Okay. He's like, where's my mail? Subdued. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we'll just go ahead and get started. I want to hear both of your wellness journeys because you're both in this space of wellness, spirituality. Lindsay's a soul cycle instructor, for those who don't know. And Krista, kind of like me, is just into all of it, all the different aspects of wellness. So I want to hear the journeys. How did you both get started? I was introduced to wellness when um, I was very little. I think I was, you know, playing sports, understanding that I felt really good and really strong when I was running around like a maniac. So I've always been very active. Um, I became a soul cycle instructor when I was living in New York City. Um, And that was like a big gateway for me to actually witness people transforming because They were moving and taking care of their bodies and having that body awareness and appreciation. That was like the light bulb for me. Before that, I was working in the bars. I was a bartender for years, hustling, working nights, auditioning during the days. And I was not taking care of my body. I was taking like Jameson shots and eating like grilled cheese at 3 a.m. So that didn't feel good. But once I started to realize what felt good, I became addicted to it. So um, SoulCycle brought me out to LA soon after I started teaching. And LA is just, for me, 
heaven. And we are so lucky. If you live here, you know, we're so lucky to have all of the wellness resources literally at our fingertips. Sometimes it's like overload and I don't know what to choose, but I've really been able to, and through this podcast, through my relationship with Krista, explore this world and, and know what works for me just have become like addicted to feeling really good, you know? Such a good addiction, such a healthy addiction. I think so many of us find the wellness world from having addictive personalities and maybe coming from the opposite place. No, I see people out there like, yes, yes, because that was definitely my experience and I hear it so often. So it's a healthy addiction for us to have. Krista, tell us your journey. Yeah, so um, my health journey has kind of like worked coincide with my um, spiritual journey. So as I've become more spiritual, I've sort of become more aware and more obsessed with my health. Uh, But it really started, you know, probably in high school and in college when it was more of me hating myself. So doing things like working out, taking diet pills, you know, all of those things that you do when you're, you know, trying to fit in a prom dress or something lame like that. Um, And then it just evolved into not a way to hate myself or punish myself, but more of a way to love myself and discover more about myself and really respect who I am. So um, when I became vegetarian probably 10 years ago was really where I started to notice what eating um, had the effect on me spiritually and then physically. And then it sort of went from there, you know, to meditation. I was lucky to learn meditation like 10 years ago. And then, um, now with the podcast, I mean, we are exposed to so many different messages and so many different types of things with health and wellness. It's almost overwhelming. You know, it's, I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday morning and she's like, yep, no oils. Don't use oils. If you want to lose weight, don't use oils. So I'm like throwing all my oils away. I'm like, oils are done. I hate oils. And then we have a guy on the podcast that same day who's like, oils are number one for weight loss. Use oils. <laughs> Do you oh, mean like, like what kind what? of oils are we talking about? He's like, okay, so he said extra virgin olive oil and she was saying extra, it's, cra- it's crazy. You guys yeah. don't even need to, don't even need <laughs> to worry your curious. brain about it. But it's always just coming back for me to meditation and kind of tuning in to like what I need and what feels good for me and like what really resonates with me. So it's gone from a place of hating myself to loving myself. And now it's just really fun to like explore the levels of, you know, who you are through health. Yeah, I totally agree. It's true. It's so overwhelming sometimes, all the information that we hear about wellness, what's good for you, what's bad for you. And that's why I always say, listen to your own body. I know that you both are big proponents of that as well. So something I'm very interested about, and I don't actually know this story yet. How did the podcast Almost 30 come to be? Because you guys were friends. So tell us how you met. Who was it that said, let's start a podcast. Let's go for it. So, um, so Lindsay's a soul cycle instructor and I was living in New York city for a couple years. I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor so bad, like so bad. I would go to class with like a full face makeup on, like sit in the front row, like try and go to every instructor. I was just like dead set on it. Like I was doing whatever I could to become a soul cycle instructor. It was like, I, you know, believed in it so much. So I didn't get the first audition. I had a full face on. I was living like this, like on a bike. It was crazy. <laughs> and so I was like, I need help. I need to connect with someone that knows about SoulCycle. So I reached out to a friend who knew Lindsay. 
Lindsay was living in LA at the time and, you know, we FaceTimed and I asked her all of her secrets about SoulCycle. She gave me all of her secrets. I tried them and I didn't get SoulCycle again. (laughs) Um, But after that, I moved to LA where Lindsay already was and we connected um, and we hung out and it was instant, you know, one of the things that I think that I did that really showed Lindsay um, how much I cared for her immediately was I wrote a blog post on her, you know, what she eats on a day. And it did really well on my blog. So that was just, I really admired her the second I met her. So it grew from there. And then um, we would hang out regularly and I loved podcasts. And I said, do you think we could start a podcast? You know, I thought I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor so bad. And it's so silly, you know, but Um, when I didn't get it, I was just questioning everything. I was like, I believed this so deeply, but it didn't happen. So I know that other people are doing other things that, um, you know, they believe in that aren't happening or they're changing careers or they're, you know, moving away from their friends or they're moving in with their boyfriend. There's so much happening between the ages of 20 and 30, um, that I knew our conversations weren't the only ones that we were just having. So we wanted to really just bring the conversation on a broader scale and make people feel like they weren't alone in that. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. And you started how long ago now? We started back in September of 2016. No Um, way. But we we were like ideating and practicing on our closet floors for like six months before then. We We would literally go into Krista's closet with like, Justin stinky sneakers next to us. We were like recording for hours, suffocating in the closet, but we're like, we're doing it. It was so hot. Yeah, we did, yeah, it was so hot. We didn't even think and about it. We had it. like a detective recorder. It was like this big. So we'd be like, da 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 da. And we'd like pass it around. It was hilarious. It was so janky, but it felt so right. We yeah. just kept doing it. There was actually no question. Mm-hmm. I think back, I'm like, whoa, we, were, we never doubted it. So we just kept doing that and practicing for six months. And then September, we just were like, okay, we just got to put yeah. it out. It's not perfect. It's not exactly where we want it to be. We didn't even know if people yeah, would listen, it was hilarious. to be honest, but we just put it out. Yeah. And it's grown and evolved from there. It's not the show it was on mm-hmm. episode one, which is cool. If you're an OG listener, you know, it's evolved. Yeah. But it's cool, you know, like we didn't beat ourselves up over it. We were just kind of learning along the way. And the community is just so insanely engaged and responsive and supportive and loving and Mm -hmm. amazing. So that's what keeps us going. Yeah, we had our heads so far down in the process that we never like looked up to think if anyone else was listening or anyone else was paying attention. You know, we stayed so busy with it, trying to record and trying to like, get better that we never really realized that people were listening until, you know, like a few months in or something like that. We're like, oh, like people listen to the podcast that we put out, you know? So just staying focused on that is like what really helped us stay true to like the through line of almost 30 podcasts, I think too. Yeah. I still feel that way often. Mm. Like people actually listen to this. Oh my gosh, I know. And it's just like this when I blog as well. Mm -hmm. I blog and blog and blog. I feel like I'm just writing to myself. And then I forget that a lot of people are reading it. And then same with the podcast. Mm -hmm. We do it because we love it. And then other people so happen to love it. And that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So when it comes to the podcast guests that you have, that you've had, do you have anybody who really sticks out as like someone who you were just dying to have on the podcast Mm -hmm. and then you had them on? 
Yeah, like dream guests. Yeah. It's funny because the people that I would love to have on, I just, I don't know if they'll like, I don't know. I'm still imposter syndrome a little bit. So I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever ask them because I don't, you know, I need to kind of get there and be like, okay, I am worthy of this conversation with you. We are worthy of having this conversation together. But um, we've had some amazing guests on the podcast throughout its entirety. And it's really for us about shining a light on people that have a really interesting story or a really interesting perspective, regardless if they're big or not. You know, we've had guests on that are really big and it's an amazing story and it's very interesting, but people can read their books and people can buy their books. But if we have people on that haven't really um, been on a lot of podcasts or haven't really shared their story on a broader uh, perspective, then it's oftentimes way more interesting because we're kind of getting the first look at like what their journey has been like and sort of the struggles that they've been through to get to where they are. So I mean, every single person that we have on the podcast, if they don't wow us, we don't really release the episode, but we've been like blown away. We learned something every day. We had um, a fertility doctor on this morning we recorded and I was like, yeah, you know, we want to like just, we want to educate our listeners too on things. I mean, we're learning right along with our listeners, which is kind of the fun part about it. We don't come on as experts. So we intuitively choose our guests in a way, you know, we're always listening to our community, you know, like we just, what, what we're interested in, we assume that a lot of people have questions too, because we're kind of confused and wondering what to do about it. So that guides us. Um, Elon Musk would be cool. (laughs) He'd be pretty tight. And, um, would be really cool, you know, kind of sort of like off the beaten path of like wellness and that's just like out there would be so cool. Yeah. Well, you have to know how worthy you are because you both absolutely are in every single way. Sometimes you just got to go for it. I've asked some people who I thought for sure would never respond. And they say yes, because what's cool about wellness, and I think probably everybody here is interested in wellness, is that it's still such a niche audience. So... Even for somebody who happens to be really well-known, really famous, they, they don't have the same ability to reach such a niche audience, I think, as some of these podcasts and blogs and different things do. So I think it's a really cool space to be in. Really yeah, I cool. completely agree. We just had on Angela Johnson for those of you who watch Mad TV, Bone Quickly, anybody? Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, we were, it's, it was kind of random mm-hmm. how it how it happened, but she had something to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we bring on people thinking we're just going to talk about like comedy and funny shit, mm-hmm. and then she comes and she has something to say. We talked about the women's movement and Me Too and spirituality and religion. Like didn't expect that, so that's why podcasting is just so cool because it is so intimate. People feel like they can really chill, be themselves, open up, talk about things they're not talking about on every press tour they do, you know? Yeah. We have people all the time that record with us. They're like, wow, I didn't know I'd share that much. And sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm conning them because like we get so comfortable. Like we're just hanging out in our jammies. We're like asking questions, like whatever comes top of mind. And they will say stuff that they're like, oh, I didn't even think about saying something like that. Or like, you know, kind of like, oh, I didn't know people were listening because you forget that people, yeah. you know, are listening. Yeah. People start out so nervous yes. sometimes. I think we talked about mm-hmm. this, how a lot of times a guest will be so nervous and then 
the moment that the conversation really starts, it's over before it even began. And they're like, what? That was all? Because it's such a natural way to talk, Mm -hmm. which is which is so cool. Completely. So something that I'm so curious about because you guys have all the different spiritual people on, Mm -hmm. wellness people, fitness, all that kind of stuff. Has there been something that you've been introduced to? Like, for example, Reiki, human design that has really, really stuck Mm -hmm. and become a huge part of your life? Yeah, we had Jenna Zoe on, you know, like a a year ago, um, and if you guys heard the Jenna Zoe episode on human design, it's amazing. She's incredible. And learning my human design and having that human design conversation changed my life. Like I think about that all the time and like an understanding of myself and how I act and how I am in certain situations. And that absolutely changed my life. Um, another one too would be Sahara Rose, Ayurveda. So just oil pulling in the morning for my teeth. Um, and just tongue scraping, you know, like easy stuff like that. It's, it's changed my life that I do it every day. So, yeah. Yeah. Sahara was one of those ones where like, it made me rethink everything I've ever Mm -hmm. eaten and how it's made me feel. It's crazy. Ayurveda is magic. If you aren't into Ayurveda, I would highly recommend just reading about it. She has Ayurveda for dummy. No, uh, idiot's guide to Ayurveda. (laughs) Good job, Lens. Um, but she really breaks it down. It's simple. Um, even just, you know, if you're feeling fiery and you have maybe some like IBS symptoms, that's like fire. What could you be doing to cool down that fire? It's like that type of logic, which is so cool. Um, another one, uh, more recently, Milana Snow, we just released that episode about Reiki and Chris and I did a session with Milana. Um, and I hadn't experienced Reiki before changed my life. Just a few weeks ago, I've already been feeling more open and aware. Third eye is like open. Now I feel like I'm just like on another plane. And it's so cool to be operating on that plane of that sharp awareness. John Wineland. John Wineland. Oh yeah. Guru Jagat's boyfriend. Yes. I know that. We were like, yeah. I know. I freaked out. Do you guys know like Kundalini yoga, Guru Jagat? She's this amazing Kundalini teacher. Some of you do. And she was on my podcast just a couple days ago. And she's like, yeah, my boyfriend, John Wineland. I was like, what? I've heard him that, on yes. so many podcasts. That episode was so crazy. That episode broke the internet it for us. literally did. We had girlfriends <laughs> like this one guy messaged me on Facebook. We used to work at Outback Steakhouse together. It's pretty sweet. Uh, he's like, hey, it's been like 10 years. Hope you're well. Uh, my wife was listening to your podcast, the John Wineland episode. And I was like, is that Krista, the hostess at Hellback Steakhouse? I was like, yes, no it is. Way. He's like, Look, keep doing what you're doing. The podcast was so good. So it's like nice too that there are guys that it's impacting. And we have yeah. someone that works on our team. He's so cute. He's like 20. And he's like, me and my girlfriend, you know, we listened to the John Wineland episode and I just asked her to tell me what she wanted. And, you know, the way that I reacted to her when she was upset, I was playful, has really changed the game for us. And so you're like, oh, you know, this guy on our podcast just really like changed the life of like a 19 year old relationship. You're like, oh. guys, guys want to be appreciated. Women want to be, be seen. seen. Yeah. Does that right resonate all this down. makeup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, now I know what I'm going to listen to when I get home. This is so that good. episode. 
So I feel like a lot of people know you as your podcast Mm -hmm. persona, Mm -hmm. which is awesome because who doesn't love your podcast? But I also want to know what else do you guys do? What's just a day in the life of Krista and Lindsay? For me, so I have um, a nine to five. It's pretty sweet. So I work a nine to five um, in digital marketing and I go downtown LA some days. I work from home. Um, I also have my blog, The 100 Blog. So that is all about keeping it hundreds. So health, wellness, fashion, travel, all of that. (laughs) Um, Well, so sweet. And then um, it's meditation twice a day. It's hanging with my boyfriend when I can. We've been together for five years and he's my person. Um, Spending time with Lindsay. Uh, and then giving back as much as I can. I think that's the most important thing is really making sure that charity and giving back is your through line. Um, so trying to do that as much as I can. And then obviously doing any trend-based workout, whatever is trendy with the workout I'm doing. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Chris is the busiest person I know next to me. She's busier. She's crazy. I feel bad for Lindsay. It's like 5 a.m. I'm like, hey, have you done this? We're talking at 5 a.m. every day. I would die. Um, it's, it's so I'm rude. I'm still sleeping. I'm like, so many more. One eye open. So I uh, am an actress and I'm a soul cycle instructor. I, you know, as kind of a supplement to what I do, but more just like fills me up. I sing, um, I write. And um, I'm just busy doing all of those things kind of simultaneously all the time. The podcast is a huge part of my life. But what is so great and what I love about LA is that everyone's kind of doing a lot of things. So I don't feel weird. I don't feel alone. I feel like constantly inspired that everyone has their hands and feet in different things. And with what I do, all of those things feed each other. So SoulCycle has brought me so many amazing people that have inspired this podcast, guests, you know, ideas, sponsors, things like that. Um, And same with acting. And I think being on the podcast has helped me to find my voice. I've struggled with vocal notes for years and I would lose my voice all the time and it felt like I lost a part of myself. So I've been able to, by kind of speaking my truth, my nodes have healed. I'm not saying that was like the main thing that healed them, but I truly believe that because I wasn't speaking my truth when I was living in New York, that I was stifled in this like area, that throat chakra was totally stifled. So it's been cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You two are some of the hardest workers that Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. I always tell them every time I'm with Mm -hmm. them, like, I can't believe that you do your podcast and you do your blog Mm -hmm. and you have full-time jobs, like Mm -hmm. nine to fives, everything else, because it takes so much dedication to come back and work on what you love. It's your passion. So that really shines through Mm -hmm. no matter what. So you started almost 30 mm-hmm. when you were almost 30 mm-hmm. and now you're both 30. 30. 30. Yeah, I just okay. turned. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Happy belated. We're keeping the name. So. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to ask if you're going like, to change it. I'm changing the name. We're like, we're still almost 30, just the other way. <laughs> yeah, we're that's so it. true. <laughs> you're still almost 30. We're like, so we've had guests, like we email guests for like, yet. 
Simkin. Yeah. We emailed uh, B at Simkin. We're like, hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast, blah, blah. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't. We're like, why? She's like, I'm not 30. We're like, it's not about <laughs> like that. that. She's so like, no, funny. I'm like 40 something. Or like, she's like, I'm 37. We're like, no, just, it's not about that. Come on the podcast. <laughs> Open to all ages. Open to all ages. We've had like, yes, yeah. every age. So funny. So my question is, mm-hmm. in that transition from your 20s to your 30s, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. As a 27-year-old myself, I'm very curious because mm-hmm. this is a crazy time. It's Saturn return mm-hmm. for everybody who's into astrology. I know you both are. What did you learn? What are some tips and tricks that you could give all of us? Mm-hmm. For me, um, I just, I guess, understanding myself and finding tools to understand myself better and just sticking true to that. And I think having the spirituality element in my life has made life so much better and so much more rewarding and finding something to do that I love that is, you know, not about me, but it's about the impact that it has on others and the messages that our guests bring to others is the most rewarding thing that I've ever been a part of. And I never thought that I would live a life that is so fulfilling, but I know that every day, all the work that I put in and I get these like little moments of talking to you guys or something like that. It's just, I wish that I knew in my twenties that everything was happening for a reason. And that by putting in the work and by, you know, meditating earlier or being more true to myself, you know, not drinking earlier. I never liked to drink even in college. I never enjoyed it, but I did it. You know, I never liked to like eat like shit, but I did it. And I did all these things that I never liked. And as soon as I started doing things that I liked that felt good for me, all these amazing things started happening. So I wish I would have done that earlier and kind of cut out the bullshit of listening to what everyone else is doing and just would have done what I knew I needed to do. So starting my blog earlier, starting the podcast earlier, kind of like cutting out the voices in my head and just doing what was right for me. Yeah. And I think, um, within that, just staying very present, I think I feel this like overwhelming sense of peace for some reason now that I've turned 30. I don't know why, but I think in our late twenties, we're always thinking about what we could have done differently and what we don't have yet. And I think that can become paralyzing, especially like in the business, like in acting and, and show business, it's, you know, it's hard not to see someone, you know, succeeding at what you want to do and not think like, oh God, like I'm not even close to that. How did they get there? What should I be doing? Did I miss, you know, my opportunity and all of that? But I think for me, like being so present, like knocks you, knocks you into this place of, of, of knowing. And I think we are born with it and you'll have flashes of it or moments of knowing that you have exactly what it takes. You have exactly what you need and you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Like the timing is so divine and you can only know that, I guess, by looking back. But I think looking back is a, is a practice too. Like, okay, wow. So that worked out. That, that worked out exactly how it was supposed to. And yeah. to remember that in the present moment is like has been 
I think for me, a game changer. And I think it's anti-aging because we don't stress as much. Like I just think, you know, being here. And it's for me, like looking back, it's like SoulCycle brought me to Lindsay and I wanted SoulCycle so bad that I was doing like vocal lessons. Like I was taking vocal lessons to like learn how to be better on a microphone for SoulCycle. But now I'm on a microphone every day when I record, you know? So it's like, being so crushed, but then it's like, oh, it does all work out, you know? So always like coming back to that. And now, like, like you said, you know, you've been talking about recently, I know, um, with some of your health, it's talking about being thankful, you know, you're like, thank you. Thank you for this. It's like, whatever it is, you know, being thankful for it is also really important. Yeah. Such good advice. It's true. Being grateful. We're 30-year-old sages. We're so wise. (laughs) You really are. So wise. I love it. I'm glad this is all on recording so I can listen to it later when when I need a little we got a lot more recordings where that came from, honey. So <laughs> true. To do a brief little interruption of our episode, our conversation, we're gonna talk about one of our favorite brands collectively that the three of us love a lot, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is offering $60 worth of free groceries, free shipping, and a free 30-day trial to everybody listening when you go to the link thrivemarket.com slash Jordan, which is different from my other link because it's special for this very special episode with these ladies. So I know, isn't that cool? So Krista and Lindsay, what are some of your favorite Thrive products? What do you love about the brand? I love Thrive Market because I can get everything sent to my door. So I'll do anything to not leave my house and do chore type things. So Thrive is perfect because I get all of their amazing products sent to my door. And one of the things I really love is that I can get things like coconut oil as a Thrive brand, which is so much cheaper than any brand I could get at Irwan or Whole Foods or anything like that. So the Thrive Market brand that you can only get at Thrive Market is... Um, not only, you know, 40 to 50% off retail, which is what they normally are, but it's almost more than that. So it's so cheap and so affordable. So I love getting Thrive Market products sent to my door. Um, and I just love, you know, the fact that it's direct buying. So like direct to consumer. So we're getting the wholesale prices and they also, I'm just giving mode of giving back. They do free memberships for low-income American families, which we love. Um, Some products that I'm loving right now and I can get on Thrive Market are my raw wraps, um, which I'm obsessed with. It's actually messed up how many of them I have and how many I consume in a day. They're so good. They're so good. They have different brands that I'm trying out now. And I can always depend on Thrive to have my favorite nut butters, whether whether it's almond or cashew or um, pecan or Pecan. I just love it so much. It's so easy. It's the best. It is the best. I'm totally with you. I have to try those raw wraps. Those sound amazing. Mm -hmm. They're so good. I'm all about getting, I feel like I get everything on Thrive. I just ordered a bunch of those like lentil based pastas. The, um, The brand is called like bonza or whatever it is however it's pronounced it's so good i also get essential oils on thrive and like you said it's just so simple and it's also so much cheaper than the other places that we all frequent like erwan like you said which i know we all love but it's so nice to be able to 
purchase the same exact product somewhere else and have such an amazing deal on them. So Thrive is so good to us. Thank you, Thrive, for sponsoring our episode. And everybody listening, use that link, thrivemarket.com slash Jordan for $60 worth of free groceries, which is pretty much the coolest thing ever. So enjoy and we'll dive back into the episode. Enjoy. So we're going to go into the rapid fire questions that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast and we'll open it up to you guys. So I hope you have some questions brewing Mm -hmm. because it's always fun. So rapid fire, excuse my phone. Um, That's why I write them down. So if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Leopard. I think I'd be a leopard um, because I love leopard print. (laughs) And, you know, they're kind of solo and they're just like badass. Like everyone like sees a leopard and they're like, that's so cool, but also scary. So I think I'd be a leopard. I'd be a hummingbird. Oh, yeah. Oh, good one. Looks fun. So spiritual. And like sweet stuff. Yeah, they're so cute. They're good one. They are leopard. Leopard because they're scary. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm scary. I love that so much. Are you a night person or a morning person? Morning person. Morning. By a I mean, million. Degree. You did say by 5 a.m. You've Literally. gotten a lot done. So my, my boyfriend's a night person. That. I'm a morning person and I'm slowly making him become... A morning person. It's like yeah. my greatest. It's my that's, greatest strength. That's how Jonathan and I yes. are. Except for the opposite. He's making me a night a, person. A morning person. Oh, you gotta stand strong. Oh, I know. Okay. No, he's making me a morning person. Okay, I've been a night good. person for for as long as I can remember mm-hmm. for my whole life. Favorite crystal. And we have energy muse here. Yes. We have some crystals for everybody. I don't yeah. know if we have sure enough, but for almost all of yeah, you, we peacock, have crystals over or. there. I think yeah, peacock ore, which is a really beautiful. amazing. It's beautiful. I think I like um, clear quartz the most. It's kind of the highest vibration for me. It's what I feel the most. It's what I've had like the most experiences with. Um, so I definitely love clear quartz, but I really don't discriminate. I love all crystals. Yeah. Erica Kimmick was actually my gateway into the crystal mm-hmm. world when she was on our podcast. She's here from Energy Muse. And, um, but the blue lapis, is that how you say it? Lapis. I, I say lapis when I want to be French. Um, but I would put it on my throat every night when I was losing my voice all the time. Swear to God, it helped. I and I wouldn't move throughout the night. It would literally just be there and I'd be like paralyzed, but very relaxed, and I'd wake up with it on my on my throat. Yeah. Thank so. you. <laughs> See, quality lapis. That's that's this beautiful. Crystal. I had someone tell me um, a Tibetan medicine doctor mm-hmm. tell me because I have all these rashes right now and mm-hmm. eczema, like especially on my neck. Mm-hmm. He said to envision the color of lapis. Lapis lazuli, um, which is the color of the medicine Buddha, also just like flooding that color light into my rash to heal it. Wow. And I've been doing it, and it's, I swear it's actually working. Like every wow. day I wake up, and like the rash is getting better and Your better. It's great. It's pretty great. amazing. Yeah, cool. So we probably know the answer to this one mm-hmm. from you, but favorite workout? Oh, is it? Is yours? Um, I'm very trend-based, like I said. So it changes by the trend. Probably say yoga is my favorite. I've been really getting back into yoga and just like really getting into it in a deep way. And it never lets you down. You know, you can't really have 
a bad yoga class or a class that you regret. So I just love how I feel. I love how it lengthens you. I love how there is like a spiritual element. Like I love, love yoga. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love soul obviously, but, um, I, I have to cross train and, um, yoga has been a savior, but boxing has been like something that's really gotten me out of my head and into my body and, um, stronger. I think, thankfully, I think we're kind of shifting into that, like in what we see in advertising and brands and things like more of a stronger body, I guess. Um, so it, it helped me to appreciate my body you know, like just kind of seeing it for what it is and looking in the mirror and saying like, oh, wow, I'm strong instead of like, oh, that's my thighs are big or whatever it is that you're like focusing on that day. So yeah, yeah, it's nice that I think as you get older too, you kind of like learn, you're like, oh, that works for me or that doesn't work for me instead of like looking at what everyone else is doing and kind of just doing that. You know, for so long, I did like hot hit workouts all the time. I would just do hit workouts. I was like Barry's boot camp every morning at 6.15. And I would be in the class. So I'd be like, oh my God, like the sandstorm. And it's like so early. But I'd be like, I have to do it. You know, I have to do it. This is what you got to do to look good. This is what everyone's doing to look good. But now I'm like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to do that at six in the morning. It's like harassment, harassment to me, you know? So it's nice that now as you're older, you kind of like, what do I like? When do I like it? And you can kind of just do that. Yeah, I couldn't possibly agree more with what you both said, but especially I used to do a lot of high intensity mm-hmm. as well. And I still do a little bit. There is an orange theory here in this mall. Um, and I love orange theory, but it's not for me to do every day. I used to do it like five, six days a week. Now I'm all about low intensity, so much better for my particular body at this time. I feel stronger that way. Everything. Totally. So who are some mentors and inspirations in both of your lives? Um, I think the people that I listen to on podcasts are like my biggest mentors and they probably don't even know it. Um, So people like Rich Roll, um, people like Tim Ferriss um, are just people, you know, Rich Roll is an example. He's an ultra endurance athlete. Um, He's sober. He has a great podcast. They're plant-based and I just really love how um, humble he is. I love his vocabulary. He's like a really nice vocabulary. Um, and he's just always himself. So I try and find, you know, it's corny too, but it's true. But everyone is your teacher. And there are things that you can learn from everyone. So also too, the people that we have on our podcast are like my inspiration. I learn something from them every day that we have a podcast. I just grow with every podcast. So um, those are probably my, my biggest Yeah. I I mean, I agree on all of those. And just to add to that, like even just within our group of friends who are, you know, starting their own businesses and brands and just pursuing their dreams. I mean, I just see myself and all of them and they're doing new things and, and taking these risks and I'm just constantly inspired. So yeah, just looking around, I mean, everyone is teaching me things all the time. I mean, even my brother, wherever you are living with me for nine months, sup dude. But like, you know, seeing him at 22, you know, I remember myself at 22. It's just kind of putting things into perspective and learning how to be patient and communicate. And, um, yeah, I find it all around. Yeah. I think it's really nice that, I mean, I'm sure you guys all have friends too, that you feel, you know, really connected to, but having friends that you're in awe of, 
Like a lot of my friends, I'm in awe of them. Like I'm every time they're doing something or I'm with them, I'm like, it, it blows my mind. And I feel so lucky to be surrounded by people that are so creative and so dedicated and so driven and doing what they love. And yeah, so that's something also too that, you know, really inspires me. That's so beautiful. Thanks. That's like my new favorite thing. Be Aww. in awe. I'm in awe of you, sister. I'm in awe of you both. Yeah. It's so true though. It is. It's like, you know, it's, it's hard, but it took a lot of friends to get to, to that point. And I have friends that, you know, I love so much and that means so much to me. But here I feel like I'm just like in awe of them. Yeah. So cool. Thanks. So this is a hard question. Okay. People have a tough time with this one, but it's fun. What's one question that you've never been asked, mm. like in public, that you wish that you had been? Oh my God, that's a good one. And then tell us the answer. Is your hair real? And yes, it is. That's what I want <laughs> people to ask me. <laughs> um, that's a good one. Yeah, okay, I'll say that one. <laughs> I don't know. I know. That's a hard one. Because I feel like on the podcast, I just say whatever's on my mind. And I felt like I've never not fully expressed myself in that way. You know, so what would you, what do you, would you say? Oh man. Yeah. We like to flip it when we don't know know the answer. I was just trying to think of what, I mean, what, I mean, I guess something as simple as like, what do you need right now? Or like, how do you feel? Like how do you mm. actually feel? Mm. And then I could tell them like, maybe I don't feel that great. Yeah. Or just to be so honest. Yeah. And it's not like I've never been asked that question, but usually on podcasts or in public, it's always like, how did you build everything? Your life is so awesome. How did you mm. do it? Or it's like, really? Like I could have been having a horrible day. Mm. So mm-hmm. maybe just like the honesty factor. Yeah. If I, I had to that. answer, although it's a tough oh. question. It is. I think too, I was just thinking too, this is kind of random, but um, with Justin, my boyfriend, people are always like, how's Justin? How's Justin? And I'm like, he's good. You know, what else can you say? You're like, he's good. But I would love if like at some point someone was like, you know, what do you love about Justin? And I could like explain all the ways that like I loved him and all the things that I loved him rather than just like, how is he? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start asking. You want to like, you wanna, like when people make you feel a certain way, you want to talk about it, you know? And it's like, how is that person? You're like, good, they're good. But you can't really express how someone makes you feel or like what their effect on you is. Yeah. And then if they don't ask you, you just feel silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're off, like, hey, I I want to tell these you. are the things I love about. <laughs> yes. I do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's how Jonathan makes me feel. But you don't want to like ramble on and mm-hmm. on to someone who didn't ask. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's an amazing question. Thanks. Good one. You set me up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So good. So did you have one? No, I'm like still thinking about it. That's a hard one. I I, I guess like no one's really asked me like, you know, pursuing what I'm pursuing in the acting world. Like no one's ever asked me like, what are you afraid of? Like in that way, you know, and, and I don't know. I mean, it's a day-to-day thing. Like I, I have this knowing and I'll never stop pursuing it and doing what I love in that way. But I mean, the doubts and the self-talk can get like kind of dark sometimes, you know, and, and really shift out of being in perspective and present. So I guess, you know, I've, I'm almost like afraid to talk about that because I don't want it to wish it into existence. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's real. I mean, I know a lot, so many people in LA are, are pursuing something like that. So 
I mean, to talk about what's, what's kind of hard about it, but at the same time, I mean, you know, without it is, fear of it coming true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just being very honest about it and knowing that it's, pa- it's a passing feeling yeah. and, and all of that. So. I know exactly. Yeah. That's good. You came up with one. I did. It's really good one. Hit it. Yeah. So just to add to all the other things you do, you also audition and do the whole acting thing. Like you guys do so much. It's it's so impressive. (laughs) You do a lot of other things though. Um, So my final question over here, and then we'll take it to the audience. If you were a color, what color (laughs) do you feel best represents your energy? Yellow. I love right. yellow. Me too. I just love it's I love a good mustard. I love yellow. Yeah. Blue. Yeah, you're blue. I'm blue. Like it's bright. I mean, we just talked about the healing of yeah. the blue color. Your oh, yeah, good one. Yeah, it's a yeah. healing color. Mm. She feels calm. I'm like a little bit more calm than mm-hmm. I used to be. Your Instagram yeah. is blue. Yeah. It is totally. Calm. Thanks for noticing. You're welcome. Yeah, then <laughs> so I didn't notice. <laughs> we will let you guys take it away. You can mm-hmm. come up. Ask a question in the microphone. Tell us your name, mm-hmm. and we'll answer. <laughs> this is always I the know. awkward part. Yeah. Yeah. Starting, starting okay. is always the scary part. Yeah, hey, what's okay. up? Hey. Amazing. Hey. We have some people up Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. Deb's the oh, coolest. Deb, Deb has a podcast. Deb, what's your podcast? Just forking around. I think it's on. Is on? Wait, is it on? Is yeah. it on? Hello? Is it on? Oh, hello. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Debbie. Scream so into I'm it. Debbie. Oh, just forking around. Yeah, just forking just around. It's the coolest. I love it. So hello, you two. So I'm curious about this. You've been doing your podcast now for like a year and a half almost. So at what point were you like, yes, we've hit success? Like, what was that for you at what point? Mm. And what does that feel like? Because you can kind of translate that into other successes. Like, when is it celebratory? Mm-hmm. One that was kind of weird, like odd, um, that, or that maybe other people would think was odd, but we have our secret Facebook group on um, Facebook, which is really amazing. And there was someone in the group that, um, this isn't even about me at all, but someone in the group was commenting that they had a rare brain disorder. And they commented this, this lengthy, you know, post about it. And they were asking for help. You know, they wanted to connect with someone that maybe had this um, disorder as well. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to help her. Like, I don't know. You know, it's, it's so rare. I don't, I don't know. And then, you know, an hour later, someone comments, they're like, I actually, you know, had that and I got through it and I can help you. And they connected. And I was like, we've impacted two people that have this rare brain disorder and now they're communicating and helping each other. You know, that's like, that like blew my mind. I was like that we have someone in the group like that is like crazy. So seeing those connections has been really humbling. Um, I think at the airport too, people were taking pictures of us on the low. That was like a weird moment. That was weird. Um, We also... (laughs) That was weird. Weird. Uh, and I was like, hey, <laughs> we have like no shoes on. We're like, what? <laughs> um, but our, our, our uh, Love Your Body Summit that we had last summer was like a moment for me where we had almost 100 people show up in the hills in, in L.A. Um, it wasn't easy to get there. Um, and we had, we had the wrong address, wrong address. Like everything people. was kind of going awry. And then a hundred people showed up. Danica Breisha spoke, Danielle Pacenti, Kelly Levesque, uh, Chelsea Lefkin. And it was magic. You know, people were so open, honest, vulnerable. There were tears, there was laughing and everyone just felt so good leaving. And like, I, I just stood back. I was like, whoa, like, how did this happen? How did we create this? So that was a moment for me where it was like an expanding moment. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Okay. 
Yeah. This could be much bigger than I could ever dream of. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Deb. Love it. Love it. Next question right up front. We have a few people right up front. (laughs) Hi. Um, I'm Allison. I have loved your guys' podcast, dealing with a bunch of health issues that I've been sort of sorting through and trying a lot of things um, and finding a lot of things to work. And I was just curious for all of you, since you've had some really unusual people with unusual practices come on, have you had anything where you heard about it and were like, that seems insane and then tried it and been like, oh, this actually works? Oh my God, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Yes. And I'm trying to think. Actually, the Reiki. So I I had gotten Reiki done years before and I was like, oh, that's bullshit and it doesn't work. I was like, oh, cool, nothing happened. And then we did have Milana Snow on. I actually got healed by her at a larger event and was like crying. You know, it wasn't like painful tears. It was like good tears. And I was like, oh, so it works. And then got healed by her. And I thought it was like complete bullshit. And then, you know, got healed by her and it was crazy. And we had um, Jill Ward, who's an intuitive and she's a medium. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. Um, But I didn't really know how much I believed in like the impact that someone's energy would have around you, even if they weren't reading you. And we had an amazing interview with her. It was like incredible. She's amazing. And we were so amped. Like when she left, we were like, this is what we're meant to do this. Like, this is the best. And then the next two days I was so tired. Like, because energetically you're using so much energy. Like we're pulling to the frontal cortex. We're just really like in it that it exhausts you, you know? So that was something too that I was like, oh, I didn't know that that could have as much of an impact on your energy as it would. Yeah. I think some just like little practices, um, like with even products that we try uh-huh. to, um, I tried a menstrual cup, didn't work for me, got stuck. Yeah. But then I tried right. flex, like this like oh, menstrual yeah. disc. It's working. It's easy. So yeah. like just little things like it is trial and error. You know, the Ayurvedic, I mean, I was a little like, okay. I know. But then I, I started to implement the oil pulling mm-hmm. and noticing like when I felt like fiery in here and what I could eat, you know, in the morning I would eat like cold things all the time. And that wasn't what I needed. I need something a little bit warmer in the morning and that completely changed my digestion and all this. So yeah, trial and error. Not everything yeah. works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just be- I would say similar. Mm-hmm. Reiki. Ayurveda. It's not that I doubted those things before. Mm-hmm. It's just having such personal one-on-one conversations with the people who practice those things and like learning so much. It's almost like better than having a session with them. And then the people who listen kind of get the same thing because it's the same. So there's so many little takeaways from every type of practitioner. But I think for me, it was talking to a medium Marianne DeMarco, she was on my podcast. I always believed in mediums, like loved mediums, all that kind of stuff. But she was so accurate, so accurate. We had to stop recording because it was so personal. She was talking about my brother and his wife. And I'm like, we are going to have to like pause it because I have to hear what you're saying. And she helped me realize that we're all psychic we're all so intuitive. And then I've just worked with her and discovered all these psychic medium abilities. And it's not because I'm extra psychic or anything. I think we all, we all have that within us. So yeah, that was, that was for sure my fave. Love that. 
Yeah, good question. Um, Next question. Hi, my name's Lauren, and my question is, what is the best advice you've ever received in business or in life? Oh, that's, that's a great one. question. Coming through. Oh, Should man. Should be a podcast. I know. I need best a second. advice. I mean, it's so simple, but everyone who's ever told me, just pursue what you are so passionate about mm. that you could never run out of stamina, passion, energy to make it happen. And it's true because I've started little offshoots of my business that maybe I wasn't fully into. Like YouTube, for example. I didn't love it that much. And so I didn't continue because I just couldn't be that consistent with it. But the things that I love, like completely obsessed with wellness, yoga, all the things that I just never stop talking about and haven't stopped talking about on my blog for five years. I mean, it's just, it it helps the consistency factor and it's just true. Like you got to go with what you love above all else. Mm. Love that. I think I've learned like even just through starting the podcast and in everything else that I do that I've never really been ready to start any of this. Like I've never been like, yep, I'm prepared. I've all my ducks in a row. Let's do this. Like it never really felt that stable, but I think starting before I was ready was like the secret sauce. You know, it's this, when you reduce the hesitation, there's like this like magical spark that happens and like you send a message to universe, spirit, whatever, whatever you believe in. And it's like this bat signal that's like, okay, we'll send you stuff to make this like a thing, make this a constant in your life and to help you grow this. So if you're feeling like you want to start something and you're just waiting because you're waiting for it to be perfect or to have enough money or to connect with the right people, I'd say, forget that and just start because it's not no one cares if it's perfect in the beginning. I think most people connected with us in the beginning because it wasn't, it was a little ratchet and messy and, but it was like us, you know? So I think trust that if you are putting you into what you're doing, people are going to connect with that, you know? And I, I think mine would be, um, staying so busy or staying so involved in doing what you love that there's no room for doubt. So I've always just been so heads down, like obsessed in love with podcasting or blogging or building a life that I love and transforming, you know, throughout my entire life that I've never had room to doubt myself. You know, people are always like, how did you do X, Y, or people aren't always like that. That's a (laughs) grand overstatement, but I've heard it before. Like five people. Um, Yeah, like (laughs) a couple people. Um, But just... They, you know, thinking about the podcast success, it's like, I didn't ever doubt it because I never looked up and like asked anyone else what they thought about it or looked at anyone else for their approval or wanted anyone else to give me the nod or give me approval to do what I knew was right. So I've always just stayed so busy that I never doubted anything that I was doing and it never kept me from doing something that I know was right. Yeah. So good. So good. Hopefully good that question. Helped. Lots of, yeah, good perspectives. Right up front. Oh, next. <laughs> my name is Lily. Hello. Hi. Hi. And so my question is, what does success mean to you guys? And how do you define define it? Okay, success for me is three things. It's for me, 
being my authentic self all of the time. So within the podcast, I am so lucky that I can be my authentic self, which is inquisitive, curious, always wanting to learn, always wanting to transform and just able to like use my voice to impact people. And then it's also the second part, which is impacting people. So, you know, I never think that it's really me that's making the impact, but it's really me providing the platform for the messages that the people on our podcast are going to share and the impact that it has on people's lives. Like we get DMs every single day that people say how it's impacted their life, you know, in health or wellness or spirituality. And there's no greater feeling, you know, no money will ever take away from the fact that you have impacted someone in a positive way. And all you need is like one person to ever say that, to know that you're on the right path. Yeah. And I think I've learned that through the podcast. I never thought that my definition of success would include helping people, to be honest. I was always kind of like egocentric in that way. Like I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to, you know, do this, do that. And I never really thought about it like that. But the podcast has certainly shown me that it is like the lifeblood to what I want to do. I think just the connection, like if I'm not connecting with people in an authentic way, like you said, but just making those connections on a personal level, you know, rather than, you know, just being on the TV and doing my dream show. Like for me, it's like making those personal connections, understanding human to human, what they're going through, what I'm going through too, and and being able to make sure that people feel like themselves when I'm with them, I think is like really important to my success. Cause I think it can get a little crazy in Hollywood and LA. It's like, people feel so like, Oh God, like, there's Lindsay from almost 30. And it's like, it never ever should feel like that. You know, I think we we hopefully make an effort to really just be ourselves fully and completely. So people feel comfortable, but you know, that's kind of, if that, if I ever lose that, then I know I'm like off track. Right. Keep you grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Keep each other. We all will. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My definition of success has changed so much over the last five years. I think at first it was I have this blog. How do I make it a thriving business? How do I, you know, like turn it into everything that you want it to be? Making money, um, generating enough income to live the life that I really want to live. My definition of success has really veered from that because I think when I first started taking on lots of partnerships and really my, my blog started generating a lot of revenue, I didn't feel as fulfilled because it was so much of like promoting this, promoting that. And there's nothing wrong with that when it's so in alignment and it feels really good and I'm promoting stuff that I actually use and love. But I definitely went through a phase where I was promoting stuff that my manager sent to me and said, this is what you're promoting this week. And that didn't feel good at all because it really lost what you guys are talking about, which is the impact. How does it make people feel? And then starting a podcast changed so much because you really do hear from people whose lives are touched. Like even if they just feel like they have a friend in you, which is like truly the best part of doing all of this, which is why when you say, if we ever lose that, like approachability or whatever, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be in a good place. 
So success has really turned into something where how can I just wake up every day and love what I'm doing, touch people, communicate with them at the same time, communicate with as many people as I can, even when it becomes really stressful (laughs) because, you know, we don't want to be buried in technology every day, but it's also so important to acknowledge the people who are acknowledging us and supporting us. So, yeah, even though that's not a clear definition, that would be, that would be the answer. Yeah. Next question right up here. I saw your hand up before. (laughs) Yes. My name is Kaylee and I wanted to throw out what I hope is a fun question because I thought the date was a bit serendipitous. And that is, do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? And if so, do you have any fun plans? <laughs> love it. And you're wearing all green. I love your green. Green love is your color. Green. Oh, yes. Green is my fucking color. You look good. <laughs> I have some green St. on. Day. How do people celebrate St. Patrick's Day without drinking? Does anyone know? <laughs> do you know? It makes yeah. soda bread. When I was in... Juice? Oh, green juice. juice. Okay, yeah. I'll celebrate with, the, I'll celebrate with pressed with y'all right after. Yeah, That's how I, because I don't know how, like, to celebrate without being, like, I know. I, I forgot that it was St. Patrick's <laughs> Day until I showed up to someone's house for brunch this morning, and they were like, happy St. Patrick's Day. I was like, oh, and I was wearing this shirt, which luckily has a rainbow, so I was wearing green, but, yeah, I'm not a big, like, because I don't drink. I don't think about yeah. some of these holidays, but I'm into celebrating everything. I feel like I celebrated on the East. I was a bartender for years, and that's like you work 15 hours straight on St. Patrick's Day. So I feel like I've celebrated for my entire lifetime in those five years, but I do love St. Patrick's Day. And so what are you going to do? I actually, I don't drink either. So cool. <laughs> I, do, I wear green. What I like the idea do? of the juice. The juice. Yeah, yeah. green juice. juice. Why do you oppressed? I like yeah. your outfit. You yeah, are so cool. I have all the green major. going on. Love it. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Right oh, back there. Awesome, Mike. It's so beautiful. I know. Some of you guys are. Love your Sunshine. I feel angelic. I like it. I'm Allie. And my question for you guys is, are there any books that have been total game changers for you? Or if you had like Mm. one book to recommend to somebody who's not into wellness and development, what would that be? Mm. So many. Good ones. I know. Right next to a bookstore. I know. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> mine is Thoughts Are Things. I don't know who the author is. Oh, Mike Dooley. Oh, I love oh, Mike Dooley. But I don't know. This is like an older type book. It's kind of, no, I love you. <laughs> I, I would believe it. Um, Thoughts Are Things. And it's kind of an older, it's a little bit hard to get through, but um, what's in it is super powerful. And it was sort of the first book that I ever got into um, that really changed my perspective and made sense. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I was one of the secret girls. I did the secret and it oh, changed yeah. my life. You know, I completely believe and subscribe to it. Um, so those two were like the first books I would use as like an entry into like changing your life or changing your perspective. Yeah. Big Magic is always like on my bedside table. I just kind of open it up sometimes when, by Elizabeth Gilbert. I just need like anything. And I usually ask a question before I open it up. I'm like, okay universe. And then I open up to a page, read a few pages. Um, just as a creative, it gave me a lot of permission to have those ups and downs and waves of inspiration that come in and out and, um, just how to collaborate with my own spirit rather than fight it and look outside of myself. 
Um, and then I just started Intuitive Being by Joe Willard, who we just had on the podcast. So really tapping into my own intuition a little bit more. Now that my third eye is open, I just feel like I can do anything. But yeah, yeah that's a good one. <laughs> awesome. I just stood up in a panic because it looked oh, like okay. that wasn't on, but it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> so because of all of the panic running through me all the time, <laughs> I read a lot of like Zen books, meditation type stuff. And I love The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, I believe. Um, oh, you just finished it. That was a life-changing book. I read it in Bali a couple months ago after hearing about it forever. And it's just all about, for those who don't know, like where our consciousness comes from and just how to really set everything else aside that doesn't matter. The chatter in our mind that's constant, that's not actually who we are. We're somebody else. We're someone who's just pure consciousness. So I have to read that one again because I underlined every single sentence. It was just such a, such a game changer for sure. That's a good one. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Who else do we have here? Back there? Awesome. Right Ooh, in make the it back work. corner. Yeah, run. And the cute little <laughs> furry jacket. Yeah, chuck that honey. microphone. Cutest here we are. over there. Sorry. Um, my name is Miranda, and I just had a question. Before you guys started podcasting, was there, like, one podcast that stood out to you, and you were like, this is so inspiring, this is what I want to do? That's a great question. Yes. That's a good one. Do you for guys me, have one? For me, it was Rich Roll. Rich Roll all day. Yeah. I okay. love all day. I just love his groundedness. I love how he's vulnerable. I love how he's, like, his authentic self. And I didn't ever listen to podcasts that were, like, female, like kind of in our genre or in our vein of, you know, what we're doing. So I never really got, um, you know, distracted or anything by them, but ritual, Tim Ferriss, like I said, James Altucher is really good. Being boss is actually really good. It's like for creative entrepreneurs. So that's a really, really good one too. Yeah. I wasn't a huge podcast person before I started a podcast. Now all I do is listen to podcasts but I saw some other bloggers who, who kind of started blogs around the same time that I did, starting podcasts, like the Skinny Confidential podcast, Lauren Everts. And so I started listening to that one just because I know her and her husband really well and just thought, wait, they're I could do this. Like, this is so fun. So she really inspired me, her and Michael. And then Luke's story. Who you guys just had Luke yeah. on. Um, Luke's the bomb. Yeah, Jonathan, my boyfriend, is like Luke's biggest fan. So he turned me on to Luke's podcast. And then he was one of those people who I reached out to when I started my podcast and asked him to come on thinking he would be like, who is this girl? She doesn't even, like her podcast not even up yet. And he said yes. And then I was like, uh-oh, now I have to, <laughs> now I have to be a podcaster. Now I have to know what I'm doing. So, yeah, to your point, sometimes you just have to do things before you're ready necessarily. But that's such a fun question. I love it. Good one, Miranda. Yeah. Who's next? Anybody else? Anybody? Come on, come on. on. Don't be shy. Here you are. Right up front? Cool. Hold on. Is it on? 
So for everybody at home listening to this later, we have this awesome group of people in front of us, and there's one microphone being passed. So everybody's brave. Who speaks up? Hi, my name is Nicole, and you touched on this a little bit, but do you ever struggle with staying vulnerable and open in your authentic self? And if so, how do you get through that rather than becoming closed off or someone else? Mm, I know you talk about this a lot too. I think that for me is the hardest thing because I want to share who I am and I want to be my authentic self and I want to express who I am to the world in the most authentic way. That's really important to me. Um, But also too, I, in a way, want to save a little bit for me. You know, I kind of want to come home and be my own best friend and kind of keep my own secrets. And I've never really wanted to share every single part of me to the world. I've never felt like that. I've never felt um, drawn to share, you know, everything about my journey. So, but I really struggle with that because I know that um, social media and people really value that and people really want to know you. They want to know all of you. They want to know all your secrets. They want to know, you know, your past. But I just try my best every week on the podcast to be my authentic self. If I'm feeling super happy or if I'm tired or we're kind of going through it, I just try and be um, exactly who I am every week. But then know um, that when I left that, I can be proud that I still have a little bit that I save, you know, just, just for me. But I think about that a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm learning to, I'm always myself, but sometimes I like let it all out and overshare a little bit, but I think also it it comes in seasons. Like, you know, if, you know, you're in a relationship and I feel like you do, you should keep some of that like close to you in private. Right. I'm not. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like on the floor, like, Hey guys, I'm struggling. Like, help me. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is. But I think that will change for me like throughout, you know, I'll want to keep some things private and not share everything. But I think, um, that's just being human and, and everyone kind of feels that way just in day-to-day interactions, you know? So, um, trust that if you do want to share with someone something that it's, probably there's a purpose there and they'll probably connect with you and help you in some way. So I think we just take that as a rule for the podcast too, you know? And I think our success is directly attributed to us being our authentic self. So if that's saying embarrassing things or, you know, being vulnerable, like we've been really vulnerable and I've shared um, things that, you know, maybe my friends don't even know, but I'm telling my best friend on the podcast, um, we have seen like a direct correlation in the connections that we've made with our audience by being our authentic selves and sharing, um, exactly who we are. Cause you know, there's no room in your life to be anyone but yourself. Yeah. So true. Um, I was just talking with this, with someone about this, I think last night about, um, I find myself like blacking out when I'm writing certain blog posts or recording certain um, podcast interviews, but I don't realize that that's happening. And then later I learn how much I shared. Um, You guys probably can relate to that too. Because if you're deep in a conversation with someone or writing a blog post that just turns out to be just kind of spilling your heart, um, I see it later and people are like, how did you share that much? That's so personal. I just think like it was a higher power that wanted me to do that because sometimes I don't even have the recollection of doing it. But yeah, I think it feels really good just like you said, to share from the heart because that's what people relate to. That's how, that's how we create all the connections that we have with all of you and with 
with anyone who listens to our podcast or reads the blog or anything. Because I think if you're hiding things or sugarcoating things, it just doesn't resonate in the same way. But I've, I've too had to learn how to share a little bit less, um, especially when it comes to other people, you know, my family, my relationships, because I would talk about everything. I'll start an episode like, oh, I'm not going to mention the whole, like, like with the medium I was talking about, my brother and his wife, we were getting so deep into like their marriage. And then I was like, okay, maybe this is the part where I have the filter and stop. So when it comes to other people, relationships, that's when I have a filter. Otherwise, not so much. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Do we have any other questions? Any other questions? Any last questions oh. right up here? Hi. Hi. So love Hi. you guys. Excited to be so here. So good to see you. Uh, we love my name you. is Rachel. Yeah, you guys, actually, we met you. Like, I know. So good <laughs> to see you guys. Um, so you guys all talk about spirituality a lot on your podcast. And um, in my opinion, that's kind of like accepting signs from the universe, right? And like seeing messages that are being sent your way. So do you guys have like a specific moment that you can think of in your life where you were like receiving a message or like having a really strong intuition on something and then you acted on it and it changed things for you? I would say, um, I swear I'm an independent woman. I'm doing it all on my own, but uh, my boyfriend is my biggest We had met one time in college when I had visited um, him at college. He was staying where he was roommating. He was a roommate with my good friend from home. He went to the college that I early decisioned to go to college, but then last minute changed my mind. Um, So we met once. And then four years later, he came to Chicago to visit and on a whim texted me. And I knew the first time we hung out that he was my person. So I just did everything in my power to um, make our relationship work. We were long distance. It was a relationship in my mind, like right away, (laughs) Um, full on crazy. So I was in Chicago. He was in New York and we probably visited each other seven times before I moved to New York and um, moved in with him. And we've been together ever since. So that was something where I knew intuitively that he was someone I wanted in my life. And I never looked back, you know, as crazy as my friends probably thought I was. I know they were so worried about me. They're like, are you sure about this? Like, um, I knew that it was for me and I'll, I'll never regret like actually going for it and just pushing anything out of the way that was there to like make our relationship happen. Yeah. And I, I think more recently I've learned like the power in, in actually communicating with spirit universe, like asking questions and having a conversation. So if you're in your car, if you're right before bed, you just ask a question recently. I was seeing someone and I just wanted to, I felt a little weird. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right thing. And I didn't know why. So I asked the universe. I was like, okay, I was in bed. I was like, all right, just show me what this is. I need to know exactly what this is so I can proceed, you know, in whatever way I'm supposed to proceed. No joke. 12 hours later, I got a text message from a friend of mine giving me some, some pertinent information. And that was my answer. And then I was able to move on. And for me, that was 
telling whoever's like watching over me, like, okay, no, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. And therefore they're like, okay, now we're going to give you exactly what you've been asking for because I was saying yes to the wrong thing for so long, you know? And finally I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, there's something to asking out loud. There's something to talking out loud to universe and spirit. I talk out loud in the car all the time. Like, I'm just like, talking to myself, just kind of like having that conversation. There's like an energy you put to words that really resonates or is picked up by source. Yeah. Those are such good answers. Yeah. I would say ever since I started getting more into the intuition and all this spiritual stuff, it's influenced everything. So it's hard to even come up with, I mean, it's not hard, but it's, it's, too easy to come up with an answer because it's everything, everything that I do. This podcast was something that popped into my head. I feel like, like when you speak to the universe and when you let it know, I'm here, I'm open for business, I'm listening. It will just kind of like drop information into your head. And it's just all about believing in what that is. So this podcast being called Soul on Fire which is not the title of my blog, The Balance Fawn. I just went with it because it popped into my head and it felt like, I don't know, I should do that. It makes sense. And this podcast has led me to so many things in my life. Also, my relationship. I was in all these unhealthy relationships and so unhappy on the relationship front for a decade, um, just in just the most unhealthy types of things you could ever imagine. And when I finally told the universe, like, I'm done with this, just like, just like you did, I'm not tolerating this anymore. I'm not putting up with it. This is not what I want. Um, I spent about eight weeks just getting really clear, journaling every single day, writing intentions, which is why I'm so huge on intention setting every month and every moon cycle. Um, I did that. And then the person who's my person just showed up. Like we had been best friends for years and all of a sudden we were just attracted to each other. And everything was perfect. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's crazy, but I know that if I hadn't have spent that time with myself those eight weeks, even though that doesn't sound very long. But when you make a clear decision, I'm done. I'm done with all the other bullshit. Then it doesn't take that long for the universe to come around. So it's pretty awesome. Love that question. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for joining us. You guys are all so cool. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to stare at all your faces (laughs) a lot. So (laughs) thank you for being here. We'll all be here to hang out. So be sure to come say hi. Thank you so much. And then introduce yourself. um, We also have goodies back there for you. Yeah, make sure you take all the things. Yeah, we have our amazing sponsors. Energy Muse, Primal Kitchen, Mm -hmm. Suja Juice. Lots of things. Yeah, everything that we love. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah. And thank you to you ladies for joining the podcast. So glad to have you here. Love you. Love you. Thanks, guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, ladies.